But you have to stand up. And, and it's a lot of times it's not because the administrator is anti-Christian or anything, but they're scared they'll be sued. They're always scared they'll be sued by parents. they got to watch out because the teachers might sue them. Yeah. I mean, because we will go and we just want to, we don't want to sue people. We really don't. I mean, we want to work it out. But uh, as I said, we had four, maybe four cases a year. And that's increased. A day. A day now. A day. Yeah. Yeah. That's how many we have coming to our office. Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Today, we're literally looking forward to talking with my dear friend, Andy Darlington. She is the Tennessee Director of Christian Educators Association International. Andy, good to have you back in the studio. Oh, it's great to be here, Byron. What you been up to? I haven't seen you in a while. Oh, just uh, going to the schools, working with teachers, listening to problems with being evaluated, praying with my teachers. It's it's, it's a full-time job. Well, I, mean, I have not retired. Well, you know, I was thinking, you know, of course, you worked over 25 years in public education here in Shelby County. So I'm, I'm really surprised. I thought a school teacher, once you're retired, you're going to be taking, you know, trips to Europe and traveling <laughs> yeah. around the world. Well, I have done that. <laughs> I actually did that while I was teaching in the summer. But uh, when I retired, I, I'm really committed full-time to my teachers and my 17 grandchildren. I have to add that, too. You've got 17 grandkids. You've added some more to your quiver since the last time we talked. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> they just keep coming. Oh, that's so exciting. And didn't one of your sons in the ministry, too? No. I don't know why I thought that. Did they attend no. seminary? I was thinking you no, had... No, no. Why did I think that? I don't know why, why they're that is. They're all very fine Christian men, but, yeah. and they're active in different things in their churches, but no. Sure. I don't know where I got that. Well, anyway, you know, we want to talk about Christian Educators Association International, and I know this is something very passionate for you, and we have a lot of information we want to share with our listeners, and and particularly school teachers. And so if you are a Christian school teacher, we need this information in your hands. We encourage those watching via YouTube or listening to the radio show that they would get that information out and help distribute that to their Christian educators, most important. And many do already know about this organization, but many do not know about it. Let's give a little backstory first and when it came along. How long ago was it been? Uh, 1952. Actually, we were insuring or giving liability insurance for missionaries. That's what we started out doing. And then it kind of grew, and we're in all 50 states. Very active. I mean, extremely active now with the climate we're in right now. And the Christian teachers are suffering mightily to fight against the curriculum that they're forced to teach. Right. And uh, so we help them. We pray with them. I have teachers that call me during the day. I'm ready to have an evaluation. Will you pray with me? Which I do. It's a battlefield. Well, one of the things you do, as you mentioned, protecting Christian educators and their profession, members with coverage can get really three major protections. You pay up to $2 million for damages arising from professional liability and employment liability lawsuits. Does this actually happen amongst teachers? You would even think there would be liability for lawsuits. A teacher would have to go through something like that. Oh, yeah. We used to do our uh, membership services are in Ohio. We used to do four a year. We are doing Four a day. Oh, my. That's four a day of some problem, some situation. It might be an educational issue. I have a whole lot of things on that. A teacher might be required to teach literature that she figures is not age-appropriate and includes profanity, sexuality, and uh, anti-Christian content. And when that happens, they call us, and we step in. We have local lawyers. We have a lawyer that's on call 24-7. I'm here. 
they can go online and and call um, a lawyer from Liberty Council, Liberty University. Is my understanding, Andy, that all of these services you're talking about are free to the teacher? No. No, that's not true. No, we pay. It, it costs $239 a year, $22 a month. That's it. Compared to other, the union, and that's our main comparison, it's about a third of what they charge. I mean, it's very, very reasonable. Okay, but with that dues, you're getting all of that legal exactly. representation. Exactly. If it should occur. Exactly. You okay. get a lawyer. Well, you know, I was looking at some of the benefits that NEA members receive. They get personal guidance and support, family wellness, personal finance, travel, vacations, help with your car, retirement planning, when you need it, what concerns that come up. There's also those significant savings for shoppers and vacation tours, car buying, life insurance. They just tout a lot of things they offer for their members. Well, that's wonderful, but what do they do for the teacher in the classroom? <laughs> that's the problem, and they're charging for you. We also have dental insurance. We have GEICO. We have a lot of similar things, but that is not why we're here. We are no. here to teach a teacher how to live out her faith in the classroom legally. Yes, that's it. number one. That's our number one goal. Before we continue on, I was reading an article that Jamar Tisby, he is the president and co-founder of the Reformed African American Network. He blogs about theology, race, and culture. He received his B.A. from the University of Notre Dame and is currently pursuing a doctorate in history from the University of Mississippi. He says in an article that was written for the Christian Research Institute in January 2018, for the first time in 50 years, 51% of children in public schools are considered low income. In my own state, Mississippi, that percentage is far higher at 71%. He goes on to talk about the reports in education, students in low income. I'm trying to paint a picture here of what teachers often have to face in their classroom with students. He talks about, as a sixth grade teacher, I couldn't figure out why one of my students kept falling asleep in the class. She typically earned high grades, but inattentiveness wasn't the norm for her. Another teacher told him that the student's mother had died and her single father was working long hours. She was getting up in the middle of the night to take care of her younger sibling. That repeats itself over and over again. That's just one scenario of just multitudes of scenarios in the classrooms that teachers... But weren't teachers facing those same kind of scenarios when you and I were in school? That kind that you're talking about, yes, we had some of it, but... No, I don't know. When I was in school, I don't, I don't believe so. But right now, people say, well, why can't you teach them to read? Because their mind is not in the classroom. They've got so many other issues. And I've always said that if you take all the teachers, they thought all oh, the teachers in the municipalities are the best teachers, and you know, and that's, you take those same teachers, put them in those same situations, you're going to have the same results because you can't, it's, it's hard to fight. So, but that's not what, what I do. I mean, that that's a, an issue for the home right. that we need to get and, to and, and that's churches. Not, yeah, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on that, but I wanted to paint a little bit of a picture in the All classroom right. of what teachers and the opportunity that Christian educators have in public education, because they could oftentimes be the light in some way. Oh, I'm sure that's exactly what we plan to be, salt and light. Yeah. And, Yes, and and just the love that we show these children and how much we care for them. And I'm not saying that non-Christian teachers don't do the same thing. No. They do. And we're not talking about abandoning public education either. No. Well, I'm hoping not, but with our new Secretary of Education in the state of Tennessee, 
she wants to make all schools charter schools but i don't want to that's another issue we'll have to have you back on that because i would like to talk about that on a, on a future program but well, going back I, let me just say one thing they voted for the esas which is another word for vouchers that they they're trying to sneak in the door educational savings account which is going to be disastrous it's going to be disastrous to the private schools because they're going to be forced to take these and if they get forced if they're forced to take the esas they'll be forced to teach the curriculum and you might as well stay in any school because they're going to all be teaching the same thing right it's it's disaster but i've contacted them and our members do a lot people say well the union will help us no the union won't because the union in tennessee is not a bargaining union unit at all it's a we have collaborative conferencing which is kind of complicated and they have to get all the teachers to say that they want them for their union that doesn't happen so really they don't have any more power than i have than we have okay let's go back to the contrast between nea helping teachers in the classroom compared to what christian educators association international does something i read i don't think this is accurate but it says the member dues for NEA is $192 a year for full-time teachers. What? I found it online. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know where you're talking <laughs> that about. Wasn't, I didn't get that from NEA. I found it from another source, but I knew that didn't sound right based on what we had talked about you know, in previous years. Is that how much it is a month? Well, I think it's annually, but I don't, no, but I don't know that. I, I have never seen anything like that. Well, it's, it's about $600. Yeah. Well, here's what I want to go forward with is the contributions when the monies that are given from the NEA to other causes. Contributions to political advocacy organizations totaled at least $61 million. And I'm looking back in 2017, 2018 numbers, according to NEA's financial report, but millions more to such groups were also logged as contribution gifts and grants. There's a whole list here. We don't have time for all, but I do want to draw our listeners' attention to one, Andy, if we could. Planned Parenthood is their main. They give millions and millions of dollars, 800000 it goes to the NEA to Planned Parenthood. That was in 2014, and I can give you more statistics, but that is why I'm here. I found what I was looking for. $300,000 in 2018 was given to an organization called Center for Popular Democracy. Now, what is the Center for Popular Democracy? I looked them up, went to their webpage before you came in the studio just to find out what they were about, and I just briefly wrote some things down. We are people bending the arc of history towards justice. We are young and old, we are women, we are men, we are queer, we are trans, we are students, we are workers, and the unemployed, we are the people whose daily labor is not recognized as work, and still we rise. We come from all corners of the world and from all corners of this country, and we come together. Today, bold, together we are powerful, and together we will rise. We believe in justice and equality for all. We believe in the transformative power of love. We believe in our dreams. We believe in each other. Every generation is called to continue the struggle for freedom. We must answer this call and turn back the ugly wave of hate that seeks to divide us based on race, class, gender, religion, sexual orientation, national origin, and other differences. We will rise up as one to stop the billionaires and hate mongers from undermining our democracy, trampling our freedoms, and destroying our planet. Well, one thing, we're not a democracy, we're a republic. We are a republic. (laughs) It's very true. And I want to close on this last thing that they made a comment on this was back in march 27th the u.s senate voted on the green deal which we've heard about the green deal Uh, the center for popular democracy released the following statement based upon that they say our climate 
Crisis is too great for half measures or shame votes, but this is exactly what happened today. Instead of taking our climate crisis seriously and responding in kind, today's senators voted against the Green New Deal resolution. Many, cho- <laughs> many chose to prioritize the money that they get from oil and energy companies over the future of our communities and our planet. Luckily, there will be future votes. This is just the beginning for the new Green Deal. Moving forward, our senators and elected representatives must take the bold action that we need to build a resilient future for our planet. So there's nothing wrong with having a safe clean, healthy planet. We all should be responsible, even as Christians. But this is an extreme radical movement that we're seeing here. That is monies that are going to support radical groups like this. Absolutely. I mean, and all these issues that the teachers are dealing with now, the transgender and the um, uh, my mom and two mommies and all these things that we're you know forced to do are supported by the NEA, the National Education Association. In Memphis, we have so many of those unions, it's ridiculous. We have, we have the NEA, which, uh, and we have the affiliates. We have the uh, MSCA, we have Shelby County, we have the UA, we have the TEA. Then every one of the municipalities has one. We have Galea, which is Germantown, Arlington, Lakeland, Education Association, the Bartlett Education Association, the Carnival Education Association, all these different, and they're all feed into the NEA. So if you think that you're giving your dues just to a local local union, whatever, put it in quotes because it's not a union, to help you, you're wrong. Your money is going, very little stays here. The rest of them goes for the state and for the, the nation, the National Education Association. We don't contribute any any of that. We don't, we do not, our money, we're not political. It goes strictly to Take care of teachers, and you can see two hundred thirty-nine dollars a year. I cannot imagine where you came up with one hundred ninety-five. I mean, I would have to see documentation. Well, there was an organization in Pennsylvania that posted it, and maybe oh, they well, would. They I don't might. know. They yeah. might have had something. It was a due for the local, and maybe that was just the local teachers' part. That, that might be because yeah. you can divide it up and say so much to the local, so much, and that might be. I think that's what it was actually. Well, I can I can see that. I don't know what the local gets, but. That's possible because if you divided the $600 that they give, you'd have $100 here, $100 there, right. and end up about $600. Yeah, it's a lot more than ours. Nobody is reasonable. And, and I think it's important, too, Andy, you're seeing that teachers have a choice. They don't have to go with the, the benefit package from NEA to get that liability no, insurance. No, they do not. But they don't know that. But I will tell you something. I don't know whether you read about it. It's called the Janus case. But we took it to the Supreme Court, started in California. Suing the unions for taking dues out of, they'll take the dues out of people's paycheck without their even knowing. You talk to some of these teachers. Do they have any idea what they're paying? They don't even know. Anyway, we ended up in the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court voted the union can't do that anymore, and that's across the country. All unions cannot force you to join the union. Tennessee is a right-to-work state, and we have been for a long time, which meant the teachers did have a choice here. But evidently, they're very upset now about this Janus thing in other parts of the, the United States because they did not have that privilege. They're also putting pressure on me and us here locally. They have a flyer out that says TEA on one side, Christian Educators on the other, and it says you only have one choice. We've always said you have a choice. All we want you to do is know that you have a choice. You don't have to join the union. And they're saying, no, you don't. And they tell all these things that are not true about us. They said something about we wanted the money to be taken from public education and given to private schools or something. None of this is true. 
The one thing that was true that they acted like it was a terrible thing is that we work on biblical principles and we do have conferences where we pray we trust the Lord to lead us, and it is very, yes, that's, that's what we do, and we want the teachers to know that, but they think that's a bad thing. I am so adamant about that because their fear, if anything happens and somebody says you're going to lose your job or something by not, we will step in immediately, and I have all kinds of cases that we have stepped in and said, no, you can't do that. The union cannot force these teachers. There are schools here that don't have one member of Christian educators. I was in the lounge, and I was going to speak to the faculty, and this teacher came in, and she said, I was in that group when I was a student teacher. And I said, and now? And she just shook her head. I have to. you got to be a team player. you got to join the union. They make a pressure. Uh, Oh, Oh, absolutely. Well, going back to some of the other funds that NEA's dues goes toward, $347,833 in 2018, to America Votes, a progressive issue advocacy group that partners with other big labor groups and organizations such as Planned Parenthood, the Democratic Governors Association, and the Human Rights Campaign. Absolutely. And so I'm just listing a couple. We don't have time. I mean, right. I've got just monies after monies after monies after monies going <laughs> to these type of groups. Let me tell you some. This kind of run quickly over what we do provide. You talk, You mentioned the two $2 million in liability. That's twice some of them. Last time I heard, the NEA didn't have that much. We also have legal team locally and nationally. They'll say, well, you don't have good lawyers. We actually use some of the same lawyers they do because there are only so many lawyers locally that deal in educational law. Also, we give them job action protection. And I always tell my teachers, if you're in a conference and they mention a demotion, a transfer, or that you're going to be fired, stop the meeting. The meeting's ended until I can get my legal team. Because they'll sit there, and, and I've seen it, and they have really been tortured, you know, just verbally. Say, stop, and I'll go. That's what I do. I go with them to the, if I have to go to the superintendent, I go to the superintendent. If I have to go to the, the principal, I'll go with them. But they need somebody with them. And that's the wonderful thing when I was teaching, because uh, I had some issues <laughs> sometimes and um, of a ridiculous thing, but I would have to get my regional director to go with me. I remember one time I walked in, and the lady, and I won't mention her name, everybody knew her, but she's retired now, said, well, we don't recognize your union. And I said, oh, but I'll let you. But at the end of it, she said, yeah, they should have handled that in-house. You shouldn't have been here. The teacher, this principal, just kind of had it out for me. But my motto is when the Holy Spirit's in you, we talk to the teachers, you can't just leave him in the parking lot. He doesn't stay out of my classroom. He comes with me, and I think the Christian teachers all feel that way. But they know that they have to live, do what's legal. They're, they're, we have, let me tell you an incident that just happened. Some teachers wanted to pray. Teachers can pray during non-instructive hours, during lunch, or on their planning periods in school as long as students are not present. Well, the administrator didn't know this, and this is another reason I need to educate them. And said they couldn't pray at the school. And so they had to meet at Panera Bread before school. Well, I found out about it. I said, no, you can, you can go to the business. So I, I went to HR said, would you give this, this information to the principal? She gave it. So she said, okay, you can come at 7, but the kids don't come till 8.30. She thought it meant kids could not be present in the building and no, it's, they can't be in the room. In the same room. Right. They started out with five teachers praying. They ended up with 35 teachers praying on Monday morning in the school building. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just praise God. I mean, uh, you, but you have to stand up. And, and it's a lot of times it's not because 
the administrator is anti-Christian or anything, but they're scared they'll be sued. They're always scared they'll be sued by parents. They got to watch out because the teachers might sue them. Yeah. I mean, because we will go and we just want we don't want to sue people. We really don't. I mean, we want to work it out. But uh, as I said, we had four, maybe four cases a year. And that's increased. A day. A day now. A day. Yeah. Yeah. That's how many we have coming to our office. And we have all kinds of issues. It might be over religious freedom. It might be over educational practices. The curriculum, we, you know, is not something that we would want to teach. Somebody came and I said, you can ask them if you can teach something else. That This is against your biblical views. Many times they will help you out. And you do it in a nice way. But go back to the union. I just want to hit. Thomas Jefferson said, to compel a man to furnish contributions of money for the propagation of opinions, which be disbeliefs, is sinful and tyrannical. And so that's what he said back then. And that's exactly what the, the union has been doing. They've kind of compelled them to contribute to this. And that's against our opinions and our beliefs. Yes. So. <laughs> well, you guys, I know, are in the trenches. You're helping in some incredible ways with Christian educators. Probably have many watching, listening right now, and you want to know, how can I learn more? How can I sign up? Can you just leave? When is enrollment? That's a great question. The union will tell you that you have to wait for this window in May or at the beginning. That's not true at all. All I have to do is come to me, and I'll give them the form. They have a form that tells them to quit taking it out of their paycheck. And then one says, I resign. They need these two forms, take it down, it's done. It's a done deal. Now, they'll try to keep you from doing it, thinking, okay, by May, you're going to be wanting to leave school, you're going to be tired, and you're not going to remember. So they'll redo you, and you're automatically in again. And they just keep doing that. But you can get out anytime. And it's, I know they'll tell you, but that's not right. So you can get out anytime, and then you can get into Christian Educators Association International anytime. Anytime, yes, you can get in. And and if you want to join both, that we're fine with that. If you feel like, well, i got to join that. But I'd love to join Christian Educators. Well, welcome to the board. $22 a month. I have this little brochure I wanted to kind of speak to you a little bit about the teachers' religious rights and the children. But the students have all kinds of religious rights. They can do just about anything. They can bring Bibles. I did start the Christian club at Houston High School. It was one of the largest clubs on campus. We called Student Impact. Wonderful. Once a month, we could meet, pray sing hymns, do whatever. That's something you can do. Also, teachers can form Christian clubs after school. Our church has one at Riverdale. Child Evangelism Fellowship also does the same thing. And you might not be able to talk to them in the classroom, but after school, you can do it if you're willing to work long hours. And yeah. Something that you handed me as we started to do our interview today with this little bracelet. You want to tell us about this? Yes, it's called Tetelestai. This has A.D. 33. die are the words that Jesus used when he was on the cross, meaning it is finished. Now, I wear that, and um, I know some other teachers that do, and, and a student might come up and say, what, what does that mean? And we say it's a word that means it's finished, and they'll usually say, what's finished? We'll say those were the last words spoken by Jesus on the cross. It's finished. All of our sins have been paid in full. And it's a great introduction. We can't just walk up and start talking to them about religion, but... That bracelet is a wonderful tool. I know a lot of teachers are wearing it, and, and of course, in elementary school, it might they might not ask, but other teachers might. Just people on the street, I think it's I think it's a wonderful thing. I've ordered them for all of our teachers. <laughs> yeah, so. thank you so much for that. I'm looking forward to wearing that, looking for, forward to conversations this might 
open up for me. You know, I'm looking forward to that. Eighty thirty three is when Jesus died. Yeah. Very thankful for that, too. (laughs) Yeah, aren't we? Okay, so, Andy, as our show is wrapping up now, let's give our listeners and watchers some details of what they can do to get more information. Are there meetings? Do you have local meetings here? No, we don't really have those. We're having events, and I do a lot of going to schools and having lunch in the schools for the teachers, for our members. We're having an event. It will be in April. It's called LIFT, Lasting Impact Fellowship for Teachers. We used to have meetings, but teachers really don't want meetings. And you said in April now. We're at the end of April right now. It'll be, no, I mean, it's next year. Next year, April. Next April. Right, next year. Okay. Yeah, it'll be probably at Bellevue. They're always so wonderful to accommodate us. And so we'll do that. But really, we had meetings, and I'd meet at, uh, we met at Rafferty's every Tuesday or once a month. Teachers are tired. Yeah. They don't want to go to more meetings. Yeah. Well, we communicate with them all the time through Twitter, through Facebook, through emails. I text teachers. I call teachers. They know we're here, but uh, some of them don't. Some of them don't know we're here. And, and so that's why I'll sit in the teacher's lounge and tell them about Christian educators, and they'll say, well, I belong to the union. They're not doing any good. They're not helping me at all. And then they still stay. But nearly all the Memphis Teacher Residency Program is a fabulous thing here, and the student teachers belong to Christian educators. The thing is to try to keep them to stay once they start teaching, not get influenced once they get in the school and be persuaded, because these are Christian kids. Right. Okay, so give the web address. It's ceai.org. That's it. Okay, and go there. You can get links to all those other sites. Everything, and it uh, tells you everything you need to do. It's very well done. It uh, has all this information about the NEA that you need to know. We have a Bible study called Shine Like Stars that one principal just loved it. She said, this is great because now the teachers are discussing this in the lounge and they're not complaining. We have so many resources. They're not in the same vein as the NEA might. <laughs> Obviously, they're not going to do any of the things that we do. It's ceai.org. It'll come up. You can join. We even have a free membership that you can join, be a member, you'll get some of the, the perks, but you won't get the liability insurance. And we'll pray for you. We have a devotional every day. It's called 180 Days Around the Word. Every morning it comes on if they get it on their phone or something, and it helps them start their day in the right way. It's a fabulous organization. Wow. Andy, it's so great to have you back, and you're going to have to not be such a stranger to the program. <laughs> Come back and do some more updates. I know there's some other issues on your heart we could talk about. Thank you for what you're doing for Christ's kingdom in the way of helping Christian educators and what they do and taking care of our precious commodity, our children. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Byron. You're so nice to have me, and I just appreciate what you do. God bless you. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I do appreciate you stopping by. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 